Welcome to People with Purpose. So many people are looking for meaning, but they don't know where to start. Imagine a world where everyone could just get their purpose out of them and then actually make it happen. I'm David Roberts, and I believe that we all have a purpose, and with focus and a little help, people with purpose make a difference. And this show is where these stories come to life. Hello, hello, and welcome to People with Purpose. Uh, Today, I'm going to talk about firing up your senses, why it's important to fire up your senses, ignite them and keep them fired up. And then we're going to go through a mindfulness exercise to make sure that you're in a good place with your senses, aware of your senses and really able to harness the benefits of all the senses you've got access to. So what are the five senses? Well, there's a visual, uh, what you can see. There's kinesthetic, what you can feel. There's auditory, what you can hear. There is um, olfactory, not an old factory, olfactory, uh, which is what you can smell. And then there's uh, gustatory, uh, which is the sense of taste. So if you've got all of these senses, it's important to use them all. And you're going to have a preference. That's cool. Uh, But use them all. And if you haven't got all of these senses or access to all of these senses, then the other senses become more important. And uh, there's lots of examples of situations where people can temporarily uh, lose access to one sense and the other senses dial up and they uh, they uh, begin to uh, become more uh, activated. So that happens kind of out of necessity sometimes, but it's also that something that can happen uh, through uh, through training and through practice. So okay, so why is it important then? Why are senses important? Well, most of us learn about senses when we're children, and we learn about senses because it helps us to understand a bit about how the brain processes information. So our senses create memories and are are embedded in memories. You know, we remember things that we saw. We remember smells. We remember sounds. And how the brain processes information from our senses determines how we feel about stuff, how we feel about things happening. So sometimes a certain sound can mean that we'll end up feeling calm or we'll feel tired in certain situations or anxious, worried or scared or sleepy or angry or loving or disorientated because the senses that we have access to are really how we interpret the world around us. So an external thing happens, you know, a sight, a sound, a smell, uh, an object enters our mouths and we taste it. All of these things influence how we feel about and respond to 
the external environment. And your, your senses are there to keep you safe. So if you think about it, if you see the potential for danger coming, then you're going to react. If you hear a noise that startles you, the reason why you jump is because, you know, big loud noises are a warning that something could be going off and you might need to look after yourself. That's why it's really unfair when people say, oh, major jump. You're supposed to jump. That's your body keeping you sense. That's your senses keeping you safe. Although it is funny sometimes. So your senses are there to keep you safe. So having your senses fired up, but well understood, can help to keep you safe. So as soon as you kind of sense or perceive something, the brain's, what do they call it, the executive functions of the brain, tell the senses to pay attention to certain things. So by looking at or listening out for or feeling out for um, certain things, we can get a more complete picture of a situation. Uh, and um, if we can fire up more of these senses, then we can look at a situation uh, more completely to get a full rounded, fuller and more rounded view. Let's think about, you know, a couple of examples of where that might that might play out. Talk about people having um, this sort of kind of uh, sixth sense almost, this sort of uh, sensory awareness. Well, that comes from uh, sometimes being able to quieten a lot of the other stimuli to focus on your intuition. But there's also a school of thought that says that in order to be able to quieten the other senses it's important to really understand them and be quite skilled at, at, at using them. And that helps you to then differentiate between what's a kind of a, um, a reactive feeling or sense of uh, a response to something that's happening outside you uh, and what is really a kind of intuitive response, accessing your sixth sense. It's interesting because the single biggest skill when entering adulthood, when I think about it, is probably the art of communication. And because we're all different, we all like to be communicated with in different ways. And a lot of that is based on our senses. So if you're a visual person, for example, then potentially the way that you communicate, the kind of examples that you use, the kind of words that you use might be more sort of visually orientated. Now that's cool as long as you're talking to and communicating with somebody else who's also very visual. But if you're communicating with somebody who is more kinesthetic, more of a feeler than a seer, or looker, or whatever, then um, potentially you're going to misfire a little bit. If you're trying to communicate with somebody who's kinesthetic 
and you're using just visual language, then you might get along fine, but you might have a bit more friction in your communication with that person because there's a disconnect. And, you know, if you don't understand how others like to receive information, you're going to communicate as you like to receive information. And so, you know, making that assumption that everyone is like you can hold you back. And if you think about some of the challenges we've got currently going on in the world around uh, being unable to communicate with each other or uh, adopting a position that basically means that you can't make any further progress. If you think about our political system and how that is set up in a confrontational way about being the opposition, then the whole thing about that, that language doesn't really serve UK politics at the moment because you've got confrontation when actually what we need to be doing is collaborating to fix some quite significant social and economic problems. So my sense is that if in politics in the UK at the moment, the people involved were able to dial up their senses and communicate with other people in a way that that would get a great response from the other side, you know, and even stop calling them the other side for a bit might just help lubricate the wheels a little bit. So let's have a couple of examples, shall we? So good morning. My name is David and I feel very happy to be here with you all. I was a little nervous as I've been feeling rough all weekend, but I would really love to connect with you all. And then Listen to, this, listen to this example. Uh, good morning, everyone. My name is David, and I can see we're going to have a great time, real colourful time. Let me make it crystal clear. Everyone here is going to have fun, and by the end of the day, you're going to be leaving with a much brighter outlook on life. Interesting choice of language there, David. And what about this example? Good morning, everyone. My name is David. I've heard a lot about you, and uh, it sounds like it was all true. So let's spend a bit of time this morning to get in tune with each other and then have a great day. So look, the words and phrases you use leave clues. And if you're the first version of David, I just said then, uh, feel happy to be here with you all. Very kinesthetic. That's cool. But if you continue to communicate exclusively using that kind of language all of the time, you will connect with the kinesthetic types. But you might find yourself with a, with a little bit of a disconnect with the visuals and the auditories. And for those of you who might be auditory, have you heard of ASMR? Is it ASMR?
Sorry, that was me putting a sweet in my mouth for the um, ASMR fans out there. If that's not you, then I apologise. But there you go. Go to show, isn't it? Some people like auditory stuff, some people don't. So if you play into auditory all the time, then potentially you could be creating a disconnect between you and people who might be more kinesthetic in the way they like to communicate. And also, the other thing to be very, very mindful of is I'm talking in terms of the five senses. I'm talking in terms of using those five senses and dialing them up. Now, I am very, very conscious that we live in a time where there are people who are feeling very sensitive, hypersensitive, um, or hyposensitive. You know, and hypersensitive people might have an extreme response to loud noises or or really notice sounds that other people don't. You know, with touch, they might they really dislike being touched. They might feel really uncomfortable in crowds. It's important to recognise that we live in a polarising world where people's senses potentially are heightened in the one extreme, but also potentially really dulled down on another. And some of you who may be auditory might still be being bothered a little bit by the fact there's a sweet in my mouth because you can hear that my voice is slightly different to how it normally sounds. So you've got to be aware of that. So I've taken the sweet out now. Try and make that better. But hypersensitivity is something to be aware of. Hyposensitivity. So hypersensitive essentially is being oversensitive, for want of a better word. And hyposensitive is basically being undersensitive or lacking sensitivity to surroundings. You know, it could also be construed as a, a high tolerance or indifference to sounds or feelings or sensations or sights that others might find really painful. So we need to be mindful that we're all different and dialing into our own visual, kinesthetic, auditory, olfactory and gustatory preferences can be really helpful for us. And you've got those five senses, but in reality, you've actually got 10 because there's the external and the internal version of those five senses. So you can see what's in front of you right now, but also you can close your eyes and you can visualize times past, present and future. You can also um, remember feelings. So if you have a, uh, a memory, for example, and again, sometimes you can close your eyes, but can you remember a time where you felt loved? Can you remember a time where you felt um, really appreciated? Okay, so how did that feel? And quite often, that internal memory, that internal feeling you can trigger, you can bring that feeling back. 
and you can potentially amplify that feeling. So externally, there's feelings, if you like, immediate feelings that, that you can get, kinesthetic, so conscious of how you're sitting, uh, conscious of uh, getting a bump, uh, pain, uh, pleasure, but also internally you can rekindle and, and relive those feelings as well. Uh, auditory, can you can hear the sounds that are around you, but can you also remember a time when the church bells were ringing? And if you can close your eyes and remember a time when you heard church bells ring, what does that bring back for you? Does that bring you the sound of the church bells? Does that bring you also a visual image or a movie playing that you can see? Does it bring back a feeling of either happiness or sadness? What does reflecting internally on that sound bring to mind for you? And have you ever been in a situation where you've thought, hmm, fancy a, uh, fancy a coffee or a tea or a peppermint tea or a beer or a nice glass of wine? And you imagine that drink and you can taste it. You can almost taste it, even though you're not drinking it right now. And, and then what happens when you then go to the kitchen to make it or to the cafe or bar or whatever, and you order it and it turns up and it doesn't taste how you thought it would. That can sometimes be really disappointing because you've got this connection You've got this connection with that taste. And that's what you're looking for. So you've got five senses, but in reality, you've got 10 because you've got the external live movie going on around in the world. And you've also got that memory bank of senses that you can draw on at any time. So, let's, so why is it important? Well, I've given you loads of reasons, but I guess... The key thing really is that it's really easy to stop, almost to stop noticing the world around us in the kind of busyness of, of, of modern life. We can kind of find ourselves on the treadmill and forget, forgetting to sit back and to dedicate some time to, to ourselves. And yeah, we can eat well and exercise regularly and socialize but what are the fundamentals of 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 us as individuals as individual human beings and how can we look after ourselves and so taking that time to be present and focusing on ourselves as individuals can be really valuable so we're going to do a little um exercise now so what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to close your eyes. And obviously, if you're driving and listening to this podcast, please don't close your eyes. But, but if it's safe for you to, to do this with your eyes closed, then, then great. If it's not safe for you to do this with your eyes closed, then please keep your eyes open and stay safe. So just take some time to um, 
you're able to close your eyes, close your eyes and just inhale and exhale and a deep breath again. Inhale and exhale. And just feel yourself relaxing. If you close your eyes and just empty your mind of all of the the thoughts of the day and if you can visualize a just visualize a, a bright light and if you can't visualize a bright light that's okay just just feel the sense of light and peace and calm as you take a deep breath in and exhale and you can feel your heart rate slowing a bit and just now open yourself up to giving some time to reflect on your senses. So first of all, with your sight, now is the time to just open your eyes and to look around and and take a note of five things that you can see. Take time to notice the colours, the the textures, the movements and emotions that surround you. Look for things in, in those objects that you can see or those things that you can see that you might not have noticed before. So, is it a book? What colour is it? Is it a painting or a photograph? What colours can you see? If you're outside in nature, what can you see in the colours in the leaves? Or the light and how the light's reflecting around you? So just look around and take note five things you can see. And now, if you're able to close your eyes, close your eyes and just notice four things you can feel. Just notice where your hands are. Notice that feeling in your hands and where they're placed and what they feel like whilst in that position. Now you can move your hand and see how it feels touching the fabric of your clothes or the surface of the table in front of you. What can you feel through your feet? And if your eyes are closed, how does it feel around your eyelids and around the corners of your eyes? How does your forehead feel? Is there anything that you can do to change your facial expression to make your forehead feel more relaxed? What does it feel like when you smile? Enjoy how it feels to feel how it feels to be you. And now, what about sounds? If you can keep your eyes closed... And then just concentrate on listening. What can you hear? Aside from my voice, can you hear 
any other background noises that you wouldn't normally be aware of? Can you hear the sound of birds singing? Can you hear wind moving the leaves and the trees? Just take a moment now to listen for sounds that you may not have heard before. Okay. So now it's time to pay attention to your sense of smell. Can you smell anything? Really just take a moment to breathe in through your nose to see if there's anything that you can smell. And if you can't smell anything right now, then think about a time when you felt real happiness. What smells accompany that memory? Was there a spring breeze? Was there the smell of tree blossom or flowers or the ocean? And see if you can spend some time in that memory and really rekindle those smells and just take a moment to enjoy them. And finally, take notice of of one thing that you can taste. Again, with your eyes closed, move your tongue around your mouth and notice how your taste buds feel, how your mouth responds. Perhaps take a sip of water or whatever it is you're drinking right now and pay attention to what that different taste does to the sensation in your mouth and reactivate those taste buds and make a promise to yourself that you're going to treat yourself to a wonderful taste, just a morsel to indulge the sense of taste that you've been blessed with. So having taken a moment with each of these five senses and taken the opportunity to explore them both externally and the external stimulus that comes from those senses and also internally by rekindling memories and associations. Take five minutes now to write down what it is that you've learned about your senses Which one of your senses was easier to fire up than the other? Which one of your senses did you enjoy firing up and igniting more than the other? Write down the things that you enjoyed and commit to putting yourself there more often for your own well-being and to enable you to not just be a better communicator with others but to be able to connect more effectively with yourself. So my commitment is to spend more time in nature, spend more time in the countryside. I love the sounds of uh, my wife and Penny and, and, and I don't like the sounds of banging the microphone. I love the sound of uh, my wife Penny's laughter and my children's laughter as well. So I want to put myself in their company uh, and be really present with them to really enjoy the sound of their laughter and and hopefully be the cause of some of their laughter as well. And bird song is important to me. The smell of jasmine blossom is a real powerful 
um, olfactory trigger for me. I love the smell of jasmine. Really triggers a really beautiful memory for me. What triggers that for you? And can you put yourself in a position where you can enjoy and indulge those senses once again? So look, I hope that this has been helpful. We've talked about it a lot. It's been quite a long episode. But I think it's important to both explore why senses are so key and remind ourselves of the stuff we learned when we were children is not just for kids, it's for us as adults too. To enable us to become better communicators. To enable us to, to treat people as they want to be treated. To give people what they need from us, not just what we feel like we need to receive. So we can connect with others in a more powerful way but also be grounded and create an environment for ourselves where we get to enjoy the senses that we have a natural preference for, but also to explore the senses which might not come so naturally to us, to enable us to be as full and as rounded people as we possibly can be, to optimise our health and our presence of mind, so that we can really enjoy all the glorious bounty that this world has to offer us and that we get the opportunity to receive through the senses that we've been blessed with receiving. So, Thanks for joining us on People With Purpose. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and uh, I look forward to uh, joining with you again soon. Take care. All the best. Thanks for listening to People With Purpose. I hope you've enjoyed the show and are enjoying going on this journey. Please remember to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review. Uh, tell all your friends. And if you're interested in finding out more about any of the things we've covered in this episode of People With Purpose, just get in touch. All the details are in the show notes. Thanks. Bye.